morning, everybody. Morning. The reading, the first reading this morning is from Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9 and 10. It's called The Coming of Zion's King. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having a salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem, and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. And the New Testament reading is from John 12, verses 12 to 19, the triumphal entry. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning, everyone. I knew I had to put my suit on today because we've got a bishop here. So had to get it out of mothballs, but uh, there you go. So um, it's really great to be here and uh, to be able to speak to you this morning. And uh, as we all know, and as we discovered, it's our Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter, uh, that begins Holy Week. It is a day that we remember and celebrate the date that Jesus entered into Jerusalem as Saviour and King. As Jesus rode a donkey into the town of Jerusalem, a large crowd gathered and they laid palm branches and their cloaks across the road, treating Jesus as royalty. Thousands of people shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus truly was king. He was king of the universe, king of all creation. He was not, however, the king that the people expected 
or maybe what they desired. Many expected God would raise up a new ruler or king who would overthrow the oppressors of Israel, the Romans. However, throughout his short ministry of three years, Jesus seemed to play down his divinity and kingship. Occasionally, someone would realize that Jesus was more than a rabbi, more than a teacher. And Jesus often would tell them to keep this quiet, keep it to themselves. His identity as the Son of God, the Messiah, was not apparent until late in his ministry. But his identity was soon to be revealed, which we know would lead to his death. A week before Passover, the highest religious festival of the Jews, Jesus had made his way to the Jerusalem area. Now I'm told that the population of Jerusalem jumped from about 100,000 to an estimated 1 million people. Possibly more would gather in Jerusalem for this festival. In the previous chapter of John, verses 38 to 44, we read the account of when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, and told him to come out. The crowd saw, and the crowds possibly now understand, that Jesus was truly the promised Messiah. And I suspect that many pilgrims in Jerusalem would know their scripture and the various prophecies concerning the Messiah. And we shall refer to one this morning. Passover time was a great spring festival at the heart of Jew Jewish life. And that applies from this day to this. Passover celebrates the Exodus, the time when God set his people free from slavery in Egypt through the sacrifice of the lamb and the crossing of the Red Sea. Passover had its own symbolism, but now we will see how the Lamb of God, Jesus, is the once and for all sacrifice. He is the true king coming to claim his throne. The ride on the donkey has echoes of our Old Testament reading from Zechariah, 9 verses 9 to 10. Let me read it in the message version. Shout and cheer, daughter Zion. Raise your voice, daughter Jerusalem. Your king is coming, a good king who makes all things right, a humble king riding a donkey, a mere colt of a donkey. I've had it with war, no more chariots in Ephraim, no more war horses in Jerusalem, no more swords and spears, bows and arrows. He will offer peace to the nations, a peaceful rule worldwide, from the four winds to the seven seas. I just love the message version. God set his people free from slavery in Egypt. Jesus set Lazarus free from nothing less than death itself. We are told in verse 18 of the Gospel reading that it was this sign or miracle that excited the crowd. 
and made them follow Jesus into Jerusalem. The Pharisees, verse 19, however, scoff at Jesus and are determined to distance themselves from him and his followers. They regard themselves as infinitely superior and completely miss the fact that Jesus is the promised Messiah and King. And this is how the message describes the point. The Pharisees took one look and threw up their hands. It's out of control. The world's in a stampede after him. Well, let that be our prayer today. The world will be in a stampede after Jesus. Wouldn't that be fantastic? The world in a stampede after Jesus, fighting to get close to him, fighting to be in relationship with him and to follow him. Our New Testament reading told us that the people took palm branches. The accounts in the other Gospels mention they waved them in the air and laid them on the ground before Jesus as he rode into the city. The palm branch represents goodness and victory and was symbolic of the final victory Jesus would soon fulfil over death. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Jesus chose to ride in on a donkey, which, as we saw, directly fulfilled the Old Testament prophecy in Zechariah 9.9. In biblical times, it was common for kings or other important people <coughs> to arrive, <coughs> excuse me, riding a donkey. The donkey symbolized peace. By riding the donkey, Jesus reminds us that he is the Prince of Peace. And when the people shouted, Hosanna, they were hailing Christ as king. The word actually means save now. And though in their own minds they waited for an earthly king, God had a different way in, in mind of bringing true salvation to all who would trust in him. Now we've sang Hosanna this morning, haven't we? In several of our songs. And we've been singing, save now, Jesus. Save now. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's a good verse to remember when you're talking to friends, family, colleagues. Romans 10.9 If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's simple. Describes the gospel in a few verses. That's what we need to do to be saved. Believe in him. Palm Sunday reminds us that the reign of Christ is far greater than any man could conceive or imagine. And as we journey into Easter, we know that Jesus overcame the power of death with that supreme sacrifice of going to the cross. 
that most painful execution, Jesus did that for each one of us. Jesus did that because he loves each one of us. He loves you and wants to be in relationship with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. That's the promise when we come into relationship with Jesus. Easter, we know, he overcame the power of death. He overcame the power of death by his resurrection. And as a result, through Jesus' resurrection, we have life. In John 11, verse 25, it says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, he says. Jesus asked that question. I asked the same question this morning. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? You could all say yes. <laughs> but the question is, take it to heart. And, and maybe you've fallen away from Jesus. Maybe you're exploring things about Jesus. This is a verse for you. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. What a wonderful, wonderful verse. I came across um, a, a little saying by Billy Graham uh, the other day. And uh, Billy Graham, the great world evangelist, and he is supposed to have said, life with without Jesus is like a blunt pencil. There's no point. <laughs> Life without Jesus is like a blunt pencil. There is no point. So, as this Palm Sunday, I want us all to remember that amazing entry into Jerusalem when Jesus, just think of the bravery as a human being that Jesus was, as well as being God, he would have had to go knowing that he was going to face death. He did that for each one of us. And I want you all now to maybe consider this coming week, how you're going to celebrate Easter, what you're going to do with your families, when you crack open those Easter eggs on Sunday morning, just think of the supreme sacrifice that Jesus went through just for you, because he loves you. And I know that he never leaves you. He never leaves you. That's my testimony. He's never left me. I've um, been a Christian for a number of years and through all the trials and tribulations that we can go through in life he never leaves you his past two years over covid actually he's never left us he's always been with us 
and what a pleasure it is to gather again uh, in our churches and to worship the King, to worship the King. Jesus is King. And we'll remember that now. Shall I pray as we conclude? Father, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus to come into the world as our saviour. We thank you that he rode that donkey, the colt of a donkey, into Jerusalem as a sign that he came in peace. And we remember as we come into Holy Week of what was facing him. The cross was so powerful. So powerful. We remember that he went there for each one of us. So we say, come, Holy Spirit, come and settle on each one of us now. Fill us afresh with your power, with your love, with your courage that each one of us needs as we start another week. Equip us, Lord, to be your witnesses. Equip us to go out into the world to proclaim who you are, that you are Jesus, the saviour of the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen.